In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. We're five days away from the NFL starting, and I fly into Cleveland next Friday. It's getting super exciting. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm really good. Um, while you're flying into uh, Cleveland next Friday, I'll be out in Cardiff for a mate's birthday. So um, a lovely bit of wheels. So we're both internationally traveling, mate. Yep, traveling to that uh, proud lovely country if they're ever successful in sporting competitions then it's affectionately known as west england otherwise it's just wales well mate i've got a bit of a concern mate you've got a houston t-shirt on during our podcast i do have a houston t-shirt on but guys don't worry it is not the houston texans it is a t-shirt for the houston astros and it just says those famous words that are process and the reason for that is i've just finished reading astro ball which if you've read or watched Moneyball, I would really, really recommend it. It's an absolute brilliant book. goes into some really good details and it's feeding on the same sort of stuff using analytics, but the balance of analytics and people's minds and saying analytics by itself isn't the answer, which I agree with. You need that balance, but um, it's a brilliant book and I'd really, really recommend it. Still to this day, I have never watched even an innings of baseball I find it the most fascinating sport that is too boring to watch. Um, and sorry to any <laughs> baseball fans, but that's just the way I feel. It might be the most intriguing sport out there, but I just can't get into it. But the analytics side is absolutely fantastic. And if you like the sport, you will absolutely love Astro Ball. Well, I'd just like to apologize for my Indian fans who listen to the podcast. <laughs> it's nothing personal. Jack gets a yellow card. He won't do it again. Jack, question for you. Are you now a Washington Wizards fan because Sashi Brown's there? Um, no, my, my fandom, um, when it comes to oh, Washington Wizards, Washington Wizards basketball. Yes. Yeah. Good knowledge, Jack. <laughs> I try my best. Um, my, my team, when it comes to basketball, is actually the Toronto Raptors. And the only reason for that is when I got NBA, I think it was 2K15. They had a dinosaur as their logo, and that was good enough for me. So um, I chose them because they had a dinosaur. So I, to that, I've watched one game of base, uh, basketball in my life. The first nine shots were missed. It was absolutely woeful. Um, but I did have a good day out that evening. It was, um, it was Florida versus um, New Orleans, and Anthony Davis had got injured the night before, who was the only player I was really excited to see. Well, I've actually never watched a game of basketball, so uh, I haven't got a team. Obviously, listeners, I think I'm going to be a Cavs fan, but let's wait and see. Hopefully, I get to a game this year when I'm out in Cleveland. But anyway, we're a Browns podcast. We're not a baseball podcast. We're not a basketball podcast. Let's start talking Browns. David Blau, seventh round. Jack, what do you think? 
it's the most insane trade um, I have ever seen in my life. Um, I love it because it is just so ridiculous. It's great. So we have traded our 2022nd seventh round pick for um, and David Blau for the Lions 2022nd seventh round pick. And the I'd assume there has to be a clause in it that we just get the highest pick out of either. But as far as I'm aware, I haven't actually seen that reported. So we are betting that in the 2021 season, we finish with a better record than the Detroit Lions, um, which is bold. Um, but it, it, you're going to see lots more of these trades. The Patriots have dominated this market for years on years. And it's about time other teams woke up and smelled the coffee. In the past, this wasn't really an issue for us because we had the number one waiver priority. So you get the first choice on any um, player in their first four years getting cut. But now where we don't, if you want a player, you have to go out and trade for them. There is not going to be a great player available to us on waivers when we're picking so deep. Um, and the waiver order mirrors the draft order. So we're down the pile. Whereas in the past, yeah, we got number one waiver claim. So we can just pick up who we want. If we actually want a player, we have to trade for them. And that means, yeah, pick swaps are the best way to do it. So you give up a pick for their player and pick. It's always the best way to go. You never want to go pick for player um, with those late on picks. You want to switch so you get a pick back as well. Um, and then that small change in value is worth literally nothing. Um, the team getting the player always wins. And we just did good by uh, David Blau. Rather than stick him in waivers, we gave him to a team that wants him. And um, it's, it's a good move um, because of, of player relations. In terms of value, it means nothing. And yeah, I, I learned something because I never knew you could trade 2022 picks this far in advance. I always thought it was the next three drafts. Um, so... 19 2021 20, i didn't know you could go any further into the future i know i've had the 19 so it's it is three jack yeah. a bit of homework for you mate see if you can trade up to four years I, I think you might be able to trade whenever you want in the future which is mad let's see what happens lions have a better season than us and they get a double win hey well a better season in 2021 this smiles away um so uh yeah it's crazy um but no, good luck to the guy. Um, he, he's done well. Um, you're never going to keep an extra quarterback. Um, the fourth quarterback would be nuts. Um, we had it for one week um, a couple of years ago, just as we tested out. I, I want to say Josh Woodcroft or something like that, um, who we picked up from the Ravens after they waived him. Um, he, he didn't last a week, but we just wanted to see what he could do. Woodrum. Woodrum, that's the one. Joshua Woodrum. Mate, he played against us this preseason. I think he um, he's the biggest journeyman that I've ever seen in the quarterback world. Oh no, the biggest journeyman's got to be Josh McCown, hasn't he? Played for like half the teams in the NFL. Did Josh McCown? There's there's one quarterback. I, I think it might be him that's played for literally half the teams in the league. Another bit of homework for you, Jack. This, this comes on nicely to our next topic. Lawrence, he was traded to the Cleveland Browns this time last year for a 2019. Seventh round draft pick with the Saints, I believe. Yeah, so this is exactly the sort of moves um, that we're going to have to make more of as uh, wave priority goes um, down, 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 um, which is good because if wave priority is down, it means we had a good season last year. So you want 
awful waiver priority. Um, Lawrence, I'm still putting a big question mark next to his name. We've seen some flashes, and the flashes have been really good, but they've been against second or third level O linemen. They've been against backup quarterbacks. The question's going to be, what can he do against a starting quarterback and five starting O linemen? Because it's not a position in the O line where you rotate it. So what you can do against second tier O linemen is irrelevant, basically. Um, we need to see what you can do. And uh, it, it's not the same, but I made the joke yesterday um, on Twitter. I remember back when Damien Giuseppe Sheehy was a lock for all pro punt returner because he did one thing in preseason. I want to see it in the game. I think Lawrence definitely has the potential and I'm excited to see what he can do. But I, I still put a question mark next to him. I haven't seen anything yet. Let's see what he can do against the first team O-lineman and a first team quarterback who's going to probably throw the ball quicker, probably going to have a little bit more movement and a better reading of the game. Yeah, PFF um, have commented four sacks, 11 total pressures, a 91.1 pass grade, pass rush grade, second in the NFL. And he's jumped from 14th to first in PRSH. I'm sure you know what that means. PRSH. Um, pass rush. A pass rush rating, I think it's going to be. Without looking at it, I wouldn't know. But it's, it's one of those that, um, if we remember back to the Washington game, where... I think it was their right guard um, had a 3.7 pass protection grade. It was awful. Chad Thomas was blowing him up um, and everyone was like, oh, Chad Thomas is he's a changed man. It didn't last. Um, he came up against sort of second tier D lineman and it didn't work for him. Um, but if we looked at that Lions game, it was awful. It was like, I feel really sorry for whoever was the starting quarterback. As soon as the ball was snapped, we had two players already past the O-line. Um, so let's see what he does. I, the promise is certainly there. I'm not poo-pooing him. I'm just saying, let's see it before the hype train begins. Um, because yeah, at the end of the day, he was given away for a seventh. There's not that much confidence in him. He didn't really play much last season. The talent is there and anyone that gets onto a 53 man roster is incredibly talented. Um, is he going to be a starter? Probably not, but if he can come in and rotate, and just take sort of 10, 15 snaps a game, that's going to be awesome. Let's talk about what Teller, a guard. I feel like we've traded quite a lot for him. Yeah, I was um, shocked. Um, I think it's probably the uh, right response, just with how much we gave up. It was a fifth and a sixth, um, and then we get him and a... Uh, I think it's a year later's um, seventh round pick. So we've paid a lot. Um, and you want that sort of, for that sort of investment, you want him to become a starter. Will he be a starter? I don't know because he's a left guard. He has played a few snaps at right guard, but he is a left guard. And the famous line is um, switching from the left side of the O line to the right side of the O line. It's like training yourself how to wipe your ass with the other hand. Um, which is true. Um, if you next time you, you go, just test it. It's not the easiest thing in the world. So let's see what you can do. Maybe um, I think it was Pete Smith that threw it out there. Is the idea that he potentially trains up and becomes the left guard, 
And then next year, you move Betonio to left tackle. Betonio is one of the best left guards in the NFL. But if he can move to left tackle, give him a slight contract increase, that's going to shore up our O-line. And that could be a brilliant investment as a trade if um, Teller becomes a starting left guard and Betonio switches outside. He's just got to be an above-average left tackle. And that is going to be a game-changing move that might be an incredible investment. If they view him as trying to turn him into a starting right guard, it's going to take a little bit longer. So let me carry on with some doom and gloom. My Bills fan, I asked him what he thought of the trade, and he said he was going to get cut anyway, so it was a great bit of business for the Bills. So uh, sorry, Browns fans, and I'm sure you don't want to hear that, but he was going to get cut from the Bills. It does seem a lot, though, a sixth and a fifth for a fifth-round talent that's played seven games last year. Oh, yeah, he, he, was, he was certainly getting cut. Um, and, that, and that, for me, is what brings the question mark of why pay that much. If we'd have paid sort of a... If we'd paid a sixth, given them a seventh, and um, got the player, yeah, that, that's what I'd sort of expect. The, the trade value for him, even if we gave him a fifth, we give them a fifth, they give us Teller and a seventh, yeah, I'd have, I'd have said that's okay. The fact that it's a fifth and a sixth and then a future seventh, it's a bit much. It's not a game-changing amount because at the end of the day, we're not going to be able to fit that many rookies onto this team next year. We're going to have a lot of competition and a fifth and a sixth is no means a guaranteed. But Teller's not a guaranteed talent. We're not getting someone we're going to go, this guy is going to be a starter. So, yeah, it's an overpay. Um, and it all stems from the cock-up that was the Corbett pick. Slammed it at the time. I'll keep slamming it. It was bad. And um, who knows what's going to happen with that. Um, will Corbett even make the roster? That might be the surprise move. He might get flipped. Um, they might have completely cleaned their hands of him. Um, the Patriots would not have him on this 53-man roster. Bill Belichick is not a great drafter. That, that is a statement that might shock some people. Bill Belichick is not that great at drafting if you look at his past history. But the number one strength Bill Belichick has is when he makes a mistake, he'll cut people and move on. They got rid of a uh, player they picked in the second round, um, I believe last season. Um, they got rid of him uh, yesterday. They do not suffer falls. If you make a mistake, you cut them and move on. And it's got to be that ruthless. If they don't see Corbett as a route to being a uh, starter and can't perform as a backup, I would say you cut him and trade him this year. There's no point keeping him around and just moving. Yeah, I'll come back to Corbett in a second. But a fifth round picked for myself, I think of Avery, you know. They're the, that's the type of caliber player you can get. You can play with six and sevens, your Ratleys, your, yeah, your seventh rounds are no, nobody's. But a fifth round's still got a good chance of making the roster. So a fifth for me is, is quite valuable. Is Joe Show a fifth as well? I believe so. I'm going to go with uh, a third or a fourth he was. I think he was a later Quickly pick. Flip. Joe Showbert. People at home are shouting in their podcast going, oh, he's picked here. Fifth, uh, oh, Fourth rounder. Four. Sorry. Sorry? He was a fourth rounder. He was picked 99. Good knowledge there. Uh, that's not my knowledge. That's Wikipedia. <laughs> that brings me on to another little side, little comment. Megan Schobert was tweeting me yesterday about my English, how it differs from American. The word defense spelling and offense spelling. 
it's uh funny i remember i forget what tweet i did um it was something about landry and it that i just had like 30 responses of you don't know how to spell this word and it was like i'm not in your country <laughs> just just accept that the words are spelled differently but uh yeah no it's it's an unusual one um and color is spelt with a u guys it's just we're not even going to go there. It is a color rush jersey, and that color rush has a U in each word. <laughs> Back to Corbett, we're a Browns podcast. I can see us cutting him as well. I think Dorsey making a brutal statement could be good. But do you think Corbett's got any trade value? Oh, yeah, I th- I th- 100%. You can trade him. A team will take Corbett because you're going to take a um, risk on that. Um, and quite rightly, at the end of the day, picking players up like that, um, you, you give them a go and you hope you can turn them around. If anyone's got the skills to turn someone around, um, Campen should be there. The, the guy that would make the most sense is the GOAT, the greatest of all time, and I don't think it's even close, Dante Starnecchia, the O-line coach for the New England Patriots. He could literally turn us two into all-pro guards. He is that good. Say- um, so, uh, but the Patriots have already picked up two people in trades, so I don't think it's going to be them guys. Who else? Um, who else do you think has got trade value on our roster? Like uh, Gilbert? Do you think you can see him going at all? No, we're keeping Gilbert. Gilbert stays. It's Gilbert and Stanton. Um, so I think all three will stay. Uh, there's a slight chance they might move Stanton on, but I'd put that there's seventy five percent chance he stays. But if there's going to be a shock move. At the moment, Stanton is leading my list. And when I say shock move, I think there's a 75% chance he stays. But if he went, I think it could happen, but I would be shocked. Mm. Well, we're um, a week away from the Titans. Are you getting excited now, Jack? Um, I think get this one out of the way. Um, once roster cutdowns out of the way, that's when I really start the uh, hype. For me, this is sort of the final part of preseason. Um, and then once we get a 53-man roster, and there will be two, three additions after that, then um, that's when I'll get excited. But uh, I cannot wait. I just want it to begin. Rumours Mariota might not start, which is just mad. You might see Tannehill, which is just hilarious. Um, no, it's, it's going to be really good fun. And yeah, roll the season on. Are you going to be doing any um, pieces like you normally do every year on the uh, the final roster? Yeah, so um, the last three years I've looked at the roster makeup and sort of how many quarterbacks, backs, wide receivers, tight ends, O-linemen, um, D-line and linebackers for both 4-3 and 3-4. And people will go, oh, but you say there's no difference. Yep, some teams will carry sort of more D-linemen than linebackers or the other way around. So I just record that all. And then I just record how many DBs because, quite frankly, trying to work out the difference between a safety and a cornerback on some teams is actually impossible. So, um, no, the roster um, will come out. I'll probably do that next weekend when I get some spare time. I'll sit down, look at all the numbers. The one thing I really want to keep an eye on, will we see a rise in the amount of defensive backs? Um, Because we've averaged around 10 defensive backs um, and in a 4-3, 90 linemen and six um, linebackers. And that is a bang on average. They are exactly on those numbers. So it's going to be really interesting just keeping an eye on that. I really want to see a rise in DBs. I'm hoping we'll get to about 10.5 this year as a league average. 
Um, and then that linebacker number will drop to about 5.5. But um, we'll see what the final numbers are. Did you see my 53-man roster prediction yesterday? I did. And you, you're mad. You, you even include practice squad predictions. That is uh, as bold. I, I've never seen anyone else other than you make practice squad predictions. I love it. I'm hoping for a 90% return on practice squad and the 53-man roster. How do you feel about my six linebackers? You think I'm crazy or good chance? I, I don't. We could go six. I hope we don't. I think we need that extra DB. Um, so it, it's tough. It's up in the air. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what direction they're going to go. Um, for me, you keep Kirksey, you keep uh, Joe Show, you keep Mac Wilson, you keep Tacky Tacky, and then you keep one more. Um, who's is Ray Ray Armstrong or Mr. Uh, Adrius Taylor? Uh, you keep whichever one does the best in special teams, which I believe is Adarius Taylor, um, and you go that route. But to be fair, if they love them guys for special teams and love both of them, then so be it. I just wouldn't go that route. Um, but hey, you're going to have seven people, seven people, eight people, is it, inactive each game day? Um, so eight, seven. Um, so you're going to have people missing out once they even make the roster that might never even... Uh, dress for a game this season excellent well we've got a great week of shows you're going to do some bit on your uh, your uh, positional data i'm going to do some ti- titans pre-shows and then uh, look forward to getting out into cleveland yeah and then oversaw the next few months i'll probably just do one show a week um, it might just be me because random times and when I can record, I'm going to just start breaking down the positions, looking at the cap, how it's spent in that room. Are we above league average? Are we under league average based on my projections for where the cap should be for that room? How are we doing? Um, and then also the future of that room, because um, I don't just want to look at one year. I want to look at three year projections. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll start dropping those. It'll probably start with the quarterback and I'll work all the way through to the safeties from the front to the back of the field. Um, but no, I'll start dropping them. I'll probably give it till it might be after week one, just because I want to see the roster sort of more set and structured before I start throwing stuff out. Excellent. Are you going to watch any soccer this weekend, Jack? No, I'm not actually. I'm off to Hamilton, the musical today. Then I'm off to the zoo tomorrow. All right. Well, look, Jack, have a great weekend. We're only five days now away until the NFL season starts. Any fancy football drafts you're doing or you're all done um i'm all done for drafting um i'm in several um but oh no i've got one that's on the go so um adam from five yard rush set up a big charity one the ffcc which has got 256 people in so uh i am in that and obviously it's the paul brown podcast team because hey we both need to be a part of it even though i'm not trusting you to draft a single player um we are both in that and then we've got one other league we've got the uk podcast league which uh we're in together and i've 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 got some browns on that team so just pulling that team up now well i'm like bill belichick mate everyone knows i'm not good at drafting hey we've all got our strengths um my my uh strength is um streaming taking taking the low end roster players 
and putting them into your team? So here is my team um, in, well, our team. It's the, it's the Paul Brown podcast team in the UK NFL Podcast League. It's a 12-team league, PPR tiered. So the quarterbacks are Goff and Brady. The running backs is David Johnson, Nick Chubb, Freeman, Drake, Sanders, Pollard, McCoy, wide receivers, uh, Edelman, Ridley, uh, Washington, Smith from... Uh, yeah, Washington out now. Please. No, James Washington's is a talent. Um, and Sanders. And then the defense I've got is the Rams. I haven't even got a kicker yet. We'll deal with that in the future. And the tight end uh, is pretty much the tight end in nearly all of my leagues. Is the one and only David Njoku. I am riding that baby all the way to the playoffs. Let's see. All right, Jack. I'm loving your uh, Browns in the team. I'm a bit worried, though. But anyway, Jack, let's uh, catch up uh, next week and uh, go Browns. Yeah, in my Dynasty League, I'm literally offering the entire farm for uh, OBJ. So if I can trade Julio Jones for OBJ, I'll be a very happy boy. But keep up the fantastic work, Paul. Great to chat to all you guys. Have a fantastic weekend and go Browns.